welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Father Sean. <laughs> and Father and Deacon Jacob Machado. Not Father. Almost. Uh, well, 10 One months. Year away. 10, 10 months. months. Uh, which was weird. I told that to Father Chris Constantine today on the golf course, and I was like, oh my goodness, it's 10 months. That's less than a year because I'm good at math. Tempus fugit. <laughs> 10 months. 10 months. Time man. flies is what that means. I was just ignoring that, and we were going to move on. That's I've been right. working on my Greek, not my Latin. Hey, nothing wrong with that. No. I want to no follow Latin. in the footsteps of Father Mike Rapp. Laurence. Lawrence. God bless that man. He's on his 30 day right now. Yes, he is. You think he's levitating yet? Probably. That's good. I think he started day two. <laughs> what about bilocating? You think he's gotten the grace of no, bilocation no, yet? Because he doesn't want to be anywhere else. That's the thing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, wow, you have a lot of energy, Father Sean. Sometimes. I'm running on fumes right now. I had a long day. We had a long day. Today was the facade as they call it what is the facade the priest and seminarian appreciation day hey uh which i don't know who listens to this so take this with a grain of salt but it's very poorly marketed yeah it's a wonderful wonderful event and they do a great job with it so most people probably haven't heard of this but this is a colorado-wide thing so this is all three dioceses in Colorado, archdiocese of denver diocese of colorado springs and diocese of pueblo yep so we had two bishops there today Archbishop Aquila and Bishop Golke of Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Seminarians, vocation director from Pueblo. Uh, we had seminarians and priests from Colorado Springs, Pueblo, and Denver. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful time. It's a great event. Uh, there's many, many events. So there's a, a golf scramble for priests and lay faithful, uh, which is always fun. There's also pickleball and tennis. There's a like city tour, and it changes between Colorado Springs and Denver every year. So the uh, kind of the tour events are different. Right. Which next year I think we're going back to the Springs Diocese. Mm-hmm. There's like two options. I voted for Bear Dance because I think that's a much better golf course than the Broadmoor. I agree. But that's uh, just my yeah. two cents. Uh, You're free to disagree <laughs> with me. Wow. Um, so yeah, the the whole event it's wonderful. It's kind of this. Hey, we're we're glad we have priests. We want to support them, show them our love, but uh, it's this group of yeah faithful, lay faithful, Catholic priests coming together, seminarians. And mostly sponsored by Catholic Radio, so yep. you probably haven't heard of it because you've never listened to Catholic Radio because you listen to Catholic stuff you should know. You're on Spotify listening to our podcast, or you're on Apple Podcasts listening <laughs> to this podcast, and you're not on Catholic Radio, and that's quite okay. It's quite okay, but you can check out Catholic Radio too. 1060 AM. They run... I think... Uh, have you ever been on the Catholic radio? I was once. As a deacon? Yeah. No, no, no. This, oh. As a priest like two months ago. Honestly, I would love to... I shouldn't say this. I would love to be on Catholic radio. So Catholic radio, call me. <laughs> I'm not convinced it has a strong... I'm not convinced it has a big listener base because I don't, I'm not convinced anyone listens to the radio anymore. No, people listen to the radio. And I'm pretty sure uh, Father Goebel was on Catholic radio a couple years ago. And he got so many calls in that it broke their phone system. And they were like, oh... Nobody's interested. Nobody's calling in. And he's getting texts from friends saying, like, we can't get through. We're trying to call in. That's hilarious. Like, they had so much traffic I coming in. I bet he announced it because <laughs> I didn't announce it when I was on it. And um, I also followed someone who had to raise, like, six grand. And I only had to raise, like, two grand to ring the bell. It's, it was like a fundraiser, whatever. But 
So any long story short, <laughs> next year, look for promotional uh, material from Father Sean, from myself, from your local <laughs> parish, from Catholic Radio, because we want to make the facade a grand facade. That's right. The priest and seminary and appreciation day. <laughs> and we want to we want to celebrate with you, uh, and we want to have a good time. So, amen. But yeah, it was great. It was great fun. Uh, I played in a foursome golf tournament uh, at Raccoon Creek with Deacon David Hall, Father Chris Constantine, and Father Micah Flores. So companions, strong crew. Companions recreate together. That's right. You had only clerics in your group. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. I had a better foursome than you. You did by four strokes. <laughs> we we shot really well. We we did a minus twelve. You did a minus sixteen. But who won closest to the pin and longest drive, Father Sean? Uh, you won longest drive, correct? Yeah. And then Father Chris won close to the pin on hole number. What was that? That was hole number. T- 13, I 13, believe. I believe it was 13. 13. It was a par 3, 160, 170 yards to the pin. Yep. I was six inches off <laughs> of beating Father Chris. I measured it three times because I was like, this can't be right. I I've swore I was closer. Him. I feel really bad about that. I bring that up um, to glorify myself because I am a unvirtuous person. And Father Sean literally just prayed before we record this podcast <laughs> that we might be humble. So I apologize. Hey, that's Okay. <laughs> Golf, you've been playing golf for a while. I was just proud that I made it out there today. I haven't played golf in two years. So you were playing with who else? You were playing with some people from Cabrini, your home parish. Yep, my home parish, which is uh, where it was hosted today. So Cabrini was the host parish. So we had breakfast and dinner there. Uh, so breakfast at 9 a.m. And then they sent us out to our different activities. We drove over to the golf course. Then we came back for dinner. But I did grow up at Cabrini. Anyways, uh, Cabrini, I was with Landon Baird who um, is the youth minister at Cabrini, but he's also been a longtime friend. Um, And then uh, one of our other buddies, Reese Liker, who um, he grew up at Cabrini as well, but now he uh, is the, one of the assistant youth ministers at, um, at Cabrini. And then his father-in-law, Rob Stark, uh, and they also work in the same company together. Yes. Stark Industries. Stark Industries. uh, Defense weapons. Not quite, but he does basically <laughs> own his own Stark Industries. He does like real estate and some other product management stuff and um, flipping houses and kind of a um, jack of all trades, entrepreneur. Uh, but shout out to those guys. They crushed it. Reese was the ringer. This guy played um, in high school, very good in high school. And then he played two years in college before he stopped playing. I don't know if I didn't ask him why he stopped, but just an amazing, amazing game. We took about 90% of his shots, and then <laughs> we took like three of my shots because it was best ball. It was a scramble. And then we had 40 inches of string, which we used 39.5 inches of that string today. And Landon Baird got closest to the pin for lay people. For lay people on hole number eight. That was the best shot I think I've seen. I'm pretty they sure. They thought it was it a hole in one for a minute. We thought it was a hole in one. I'm pretty sure it hit the pin. Um, if it, if it hit the pin, it just scraped it and then it kind of, um, got some backspin and then it was like right there. It was probably two or three feet away. So Landon Baird, if you come to seminary, you're welcome to join our, uh, clerics team and you can beat father Chris Constantine next time. Well, I'm still going to play with Reese Liker. He was the, he's the real MVP <laughs> out there. No, it's fun to see all the guys. Um, I was actually, I'm good friends with, uh, Landon's older sister, Hannah, and she married, Nate McCabe, who I went to high school with. I've got some really fun photos from after prom my senior year with Nate. We were like singing karaoke together. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, what a small world. Small world, man. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. How's well, your it's also super fun, like the the whole priest 
Seminarians Appreciation Day, we've got seminarians from Pueblo that come to St. John Vianney. Mm-hmm. So they come up for this. So we get to see them during the summer, uh, which is always a joy. And then just priests that have come to St. John Vianney but might be in Colorado Springs or Pueblo are there. Um, and so these events are a great time for kind of that, that priestly fraternity, which we're kind of all about. Yeah, interdiocesan, which um, is cool. And and so, yeah, it's just super cool to kind of like have, I mean, there, there are a couple of the, the priests from Colorado Springs or Pueblo that were like, hey, we were on the softball team together when we did the, the seminary or seminary priest softball tournament last That's year. right. So a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I saw Father Wharton uh, from the Diocese of Pueblo. Um, I don't think I saw any other Pueblo priests, but Father Chris Gamma was there, Franciscan, who's from Pueblo, but he's a Franciscan here in Denver. Um, some stiff golf tip competition out there, I must say. So the winning score was minus 18. I got minus 16. We should have birdied or probably eagled on the par five on hole number 12, and we choked, <laughs> and that's probably what got us. Yeah, Father Greg Cleveland of the Oblates is a G. Cleave. very, very good uh, golfer. He's also a good spiritual director, but he's a very good golfer. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. He might. Um, who knows? <laughs> so he won. His team won. His team won. Uh, but he's reassigned to the Oblates mission down in Florida. So there's a chance next year. That's all I'm saying. There's a chance that he yeah, that he won't be here, which means he won't win, <laughs> which means if I play with Reese Liker again, then I'll be on the winning priest team. <laughs> um, yeah, so Oblates, father, uh, not father, seminarian, uh, brother, uh, Andrew Olson. That's right. He was uh, studying for the Diocese of Phoenix, but felt, uh, after discernment, a call to pursue religious life with the Oblates. And he's been studying, well, he did his uh, postulancy in Boston, and he came back through Denver on his way to a couple ordinations. So I got to see him last week. So uh, preliminary shout-out to Andrew, Brother Andrew. Brother Andrew. Because he's going to be entering his novitiate now. Correct, yeah, which Uh, means we won't talk to him for two years. One year, one year. And then he's back in. Gotcha. As a, a student again. So uh, very exciting. It was great to see him, great to catch up with him. We bonded very, he was in my spirituality year class, my first year here at mm. seminary. And so uh, it was great to see him. Um, For sure. Love the Oblates. Absolutely. Cool. This is like a ADD, fast paced. What are we talking about? That was the facade. <laughs> I have uh, a topic in mind, but first, we'll get there. We'll get I just there. want to acknowledge that it's summer, which <laughs> has been like amazing. And I don't know, like, there's something about the long days and vitamin D just like coursing through your veins all the time <laughs> that like I have more energy. I don't sleep more during the summer, which is interesting. I sleep less and somehow I have more energy. Um, it's just great. It's been beautiful. Uh, Colorado, June has been super rainy, which has been very unusual for the Denver area. It's amazing. Everything's so green still. Everything is amazing. We also have green. mosquitoes, which is Worse than normal. So We've had terrible uh, mosquitoes, terrible moths this year. But People that listen in Minnesota and Wisconsin yeah. are like, shut up. Yeah. You're still, <laughs> we're still eating outdoors and partying outdoors. That's fine. Um, but it's just been great. So I love the summer. It's probably my second favorite, second favorite season. Your favorite is the fall. Always. Thought so. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It depends if you're like strict seasons, like June 21st to like September 21st summer. No, no, no. Like temper, temperature seasons. Gotcha. Yeah, fall <laughs> is always the best. I will agree with that. <laughs> Sunlight, can't beat the summer, yeah, especially in like Montana. Never been to Alaska. Always have wanted to go there, but I can only imagine just like when Perma the sun. summer. Yeah, when the sun never sets. I'm like, that sounds amazing. 
Anyways, what have you been up to, Deacon Jacob, this summer? Uh, Well, principally, I've been at my parish. My parish assignment, we get a, uh, as seminarians, um, transitional deacons, we get assigned to a parish for a summer. As a transitional deacon, I get assigned for the summer, and then I continue there for the next year, which is nice, because you kind of get this momentum going, you start to meet people, you start doing stuff, and then the summer ends, and then you get a new assignment generally uh, throughout seminary. But as a deacon, you get to continue going there every weekend. Um, So finally start to feel some momentum at my parish up at uh, Ascension Parish in Montbello, Montbello, Colorado. Montebello. It is, uh, I think, if not the largest, one of the largest neighborhoods in Denver proper. So it's a Denver address, but it's it's a large neighborhood in Denver, north of I-70, and uh, yeah, just a, a very vibrant, uh, predominantly Hispanic parish, so I'm getting a lot of Spanish practice. I've gotten to preach in Spanish and English at the bilingual mass. I spe- uh, preach at some of the, the Spanish masses, daily masses, um, doing a lot of baptisms, which is exciting, doing a lot of quinceañeras, uh, doing a lot of funeral committals. Um, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. That's about <laughs> that's my my week to week. Um Mondays, I look forward to Mondays. Mondays are my my day off, so I get to go hang out with companions. So I did a walk around Rocky Mountain Arsenal, which is a great kept secret mm-hmm. in Colorado. It is literally like just north of the Montbello neighborhood. Yep. So north of I-70 next to kind of Peña and Havana. Well, don't tell everyone. Sorry. The best kept Scratch secret that's that. no longer a secret. Scratch that. Nobody in Colorado listens to our podcast. It's all it's all out of state. Well, I don't know if that's true because Mary Machado <laughs> listens to this more than anyone I've ever met. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Not since I started. Um, <laughs> but it's a great it's a great place. They've got a couple little man made lakes, they've got some wildlife, um, they've got a buffalo herd, there's a lot of deer. It's great to ride your bike through as well. They've got some really good uh, dirt trails for kind of like gravel bikes as well as you can bike on the regular road. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't do a full loop though. I learned yeah, that the hard you way. You kind of got to go out and back. Yep. It's just kind of this middle, it's in the middle of nowhere prairie land protected. And so it's super cool because you walk into it and all of a sudden you're out of the city. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're kind of like to the west of you is Commerce City and south of you is like Denver. But you're just kind of in a, a prairie area. So that's cool, super cool area. So I've been out there um, a couple times. I went with Father Chris and Deacon Ryan Mack. We did some bird photography slash just birding. Um, so that was cool. Um, golfed with you guys today. I've golfed with David Hall a little bit. Um, I went mount- mountain biking with Ryan Mack on one Monday. Nice. So definitely been using my Mondays to uh, recreate pretty well. I, I don't need to sleep in on a Monday, you know. That's right. Sometimes That's good. it's nice to get some extra shut eye, but it's been nice to get out. And I've been able to spend a lot of time with my family, which is really cool. I have a new niece, Mary Frances. She's like, I don't know when you hear this, but at this point, like three weeks old, uh, tiny little Congrats. super, super cute baby. Um, Sweet little niece. So actually, my sister just sent me some of the photos of uh, kind of our, our baby family photo shoot. Yes. Uh, so that was cool. And um, yeah, that's about what I've been doing. Nice. <laughs> been how about you? How about you, Father Sean? Sounds like it's been a good summer. For I've you. had a very good summer. That's great. Um, I got to say, it's fun. It's fun to preach quinceañeras because I get to do English and Spanish, mm. uh, which is was quite fun. Um, baptisms are almost all Hispanic uh, couples, all Spanish, so I yeah. do a lot of Spanish. And honestly, <laughs> so. 
I, this wasn't a baptism. This was just a mass. And I was preaching and I was like feeling really good about my homily and God humbles the proud. And <laughs> so I was like, yes, I did it. I did really well. I preached well in Spanish. And then I get back into the sacristy and the gospel had been about Abraham or not the gospel. The, the first reading had been about Abraham. And I was trying to make some connections between Abraham and the gospel. And I get back to the sacristy and Father Sebastian, Father Sebastian, from Argentina, he's new at the parish. He just goes, Hermano, why did you say Moises? Why did you say Moises? Why did you say Moses? So every time I meant to say Abraham, I said, oh, Mo- I said Moses. Moises, Abraham, Moises. <laughs> I said I said Moses instead of Abraham, like every time, and I was. That's awesome. <laughs> so then I was like so embarrassed, and I went out and I was talking to some of the some of the parishioners that were there, and I was like, I'm so sorry, like. During the homily, I, I meant to say Abraham, not not Moses. And the the one old, the wonderful like abuela that I was talking to, she goes, "Oh, está bien, está bien, diácono, la mensaje fue muy bien. The message was very good. That's awesome. <laughs> She's like, I knew it was Abraham. I knew it was Abraham. <laughs> totally. No, people are always so like generous because it's like you. They can tell you're learning, and they just they they love hearing the gospel proclaimed in their native tongue. You know, and even though they're in America, they're just like, we, we hunger for the gospel and the gospel knows no boundaries, right? We, mm. we go, we take the gospel where it goes. So people are so gracious. Yeah. yeah that was fun. Anyway, sorry. I've talked a lot. What have you been doing? Well, maybe summer? a sneak peek on our topic. Cause I'll be <laughs> honest. Uh, our, our topic isn't super dense today, but most of it, um, I want to get here in a minute, but just like, I want to talk a little bit about vacation. Cause I'm sure a lot of people have been taking a lot of vacations and, um, just kind of like what's the purpose of vacation, uh, how to take a good vacation, um, how to rest well on vacation. So, um, yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Sorry, I just hit my mic. I didn't probably loud on your speakers, but all the boom, boom, boom. That's just us being lazy with microphones. <laughs> um, we are a very professional podcast. We have this is our 587th episode. Me and Sean, Father Sean, have worked really hard to record these 587 episodes. That's another thing. It's like Father Mike <laughs> and Father John, like they've been doing this from the very beginning. They recorded the first one and who knows how many since then. Um, obviously, there's been different hosts throughout the years. And it's be fun. We're going to be talking back at 1,282 <laughs> with some like new, like my little brother might be on the podcast totally. at some point and it's going it. to be like, whoa. Love it. 600 that's, later. That's the way it should, should be, but... Uh, I don't think we're running out of topics because the Catholic faith is so dense, but I'm like every topic idea that I come up with, I'm like, Oh, they already, you actually look back. They already recorded on it. Yeah. (laughs) Is it, is it worth doing again? And in a one sense, yes, because I think there's a lot of newer listeners and maybe listeners that, uh, just haven't, you know, listened to all the episodes and like, hopefully we, um, supply or whatever the right word is new, new, uh, insights into these topics. Well, I would just say the calendar year, the liturgical year, we repeat, we repeat three-year cycle abc right so every three years we're preaching on the same reading so every three years we should have a new topic or the same topic (laughs) just repeat the same topics which is going to be really exciting um but no when you cycle back you cycle back it's the difference between monastic time and like linear time monastic time kind of circles and Mm -hmm. we talked about this on our podcast with uh at the north american martyrs Mm -hmm. and we talked about how that circle kind of circles around and repeats and repeats in a certain way and it can kind of seem boring but that boring Mm -hmm. uh is actually 
like a like a drill bit boring down deeper and deeper and deeper so right. revisiting yeah, it's, it's uh, the kairos a, versus the chronos you know yeah kairos chronos um so anyways vacation that was uh, a father just that the, was a father tim danaher analogy that wasn't mine that gotcha was, yeah he he that was the most interesting man podcast if you want to look at that one which i think was a really good father one. father tim danaher yeah chaplain at dartmouth I wonder what he's doing right now probably just kicking butt and taking care of souls <laughs> I sure hope so. And answering our emails. I'd like to give a shout out to him <laughs> because my buddy Jack Breskern is a student there and he's on his sophomore summer at Dartmouth. And as a sophomore, you spend the whole summer in academia because they do a bit the quarter system. So they force all the, uh, they ask all the sophomores to stay there. And so all the sophomores are there with Father Tim Danher right now. Oh, wow. And Jack Breskern is one of them. Nice. So I played baseball, I think I said this, but with his brother, Andrew Danher at Steubenville. No way. And he was a really good baseball player as well. That sounded really prideful as well. As well as me, Father Sean. I was <laughs> the pride's really, coming out strong today. I'd man, love it. I shouldn't have drank this whiskey before the episode. Whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. Nick Christan, thank you for the whiskey. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Andrew Danaher, shout out. Uh, if he listens, he probably doesn't. He's got way Who better knows? things to do with his family. So anyways, uh, <laughs> vacation, the importance of that. Um, and so just a little bit about what I've been up to, because I had a great vacation recently um, where I, right, I'm, I'm trying to finish the 14ers. Father John and I are going to finish uh, pretty soon in September, hopefully. So I have, uh, I had five left. Now I have two left. So I did three down in the San Juans, um, Telluride, Uray area. So I did Handy's Peak which is in American Basin. Then I drove around to Wilson Peak, which is outside of Telluride. And then I drove over to Uray and climbed Mount Sneffels. Um, shout out to all those who uh, joined me, especially Michael Sparks, who is a trooper, um, forcing him up those mountains. <laughs> but it was great. And uh, I think it's like when we take vacation, we should go hard at the beginning, but then we also need time uh, maybe towards the end to rest. And like you, you said earlier, Deacon Jacob, of like, I've actually done fun things on Mondays because um, because I'm not exhausting myself. And I think there was a time last year where uh, I was burnout's not the right word, like it's a little strong, but like maybe I was exhausting myself and just kind of burning the candle at both ends. And the only thing I wanted to do on Mondays was sleep in mm-hmm. to like eight or nine a.m. And then it's just like, well, I don't even have enough energy to like do the things I love now because. I'm just exhausting myself, burning the candles yeah. at both ends, burning the candle at both ends. And therefore like I can't even rest well, right? In order to, to rest well, we have to have a certain amount of like uh, energy to actually do the things that actually recreate, to yeah. recreate us. Um, so anyway, it's like a, a leisure isn't a passive, just like fatigued sleep. Right. That's right. It's an engagement. And sometimes we treat it that way of just like, I just want to veg, right? I don't know where that word came from, um, but all of a sudden it's almost like a good thing of like, I just want to sit in the t- in front of the TV and just veg for a little bit. Like it comes from the word vegetable, which <laughs> like, obviously like if someone is a vegetable, they're not in a, a mindful state. Like their, their, uh, their brain waves are slowing down. They're, they're in a coma essentially. Yeah. Uh, that's not a good thing. Like we shouldn't just say like, I need to go veg right now. It's like, no, like do something that's actually it's, going to rest it's, you. It's and a rest tragic, your mind. it's a tragic state. It's not a, um, it's not what we were made to be and it doesn't mean we're dead. It's a whole different topic, but like it is, it is not what we're made to be. Right. It, it means there's something limiting that is shortening, uh, or, or, um, preventing us from living to the fullest and, and glorifying God in a way. Now I have no idea the experience of 
a soul and a mind in a vegetative state who might, um, oh, who God knows what, what they're experiencing on a spiritual level. Um, and then when they enter into the, the gates of heaven, hopefully, mm. but, um, that, that's not our goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be seeking to veg out. Right. right. Yeah. I, I look it's, at, it's I look at my though. parents, uh, garden, my, my sister's garden and I look at the vegetables growing and it's just like, they're just laying there. <laughs> they can't protect themselves from the rabbits that come. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That's what a vegetable does. It just lays there and grows, you know, it's, it's a vegetable. Sorry. I, I just, so anyways, I, I'm vacation, a little sensitive so to that term. Cause I think sometimes we just use it and we're like, Oh, they're in a vegetative state. Let's just pull the plug and kill them. It's like, no, they're a person and right. they're alive. Right. Right. But it isn't. That is a good, that, that's actually, right. that would probably be a really good topic. Like maybe just like a crash course on bioethics and, and just kind of an overview yeah. of that. that we'll get good. somebody way more qualified than either of us to do that at a future time. Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, Hopefully. so you have been recreating. So yeah, so this idea of vacation and just the importance of taking uh, a good vacation. So that, that's what I did. I went down. Um, Telluride is so, so pretty. Ure is so, so pretty. Like just amazing cities in Colorado. And I mean, they're a far drive from Denver, like six hours, but they're just so gorgeous down there. And um, yeah, I had three successful climbs. Um, we, uh, <laughs> Michael and I were climbing Wilson Peak. I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but here we go. Uh, we were climbing Wilson Peak on a Sunday. And so we get to the top of the peak. We have mass and this random guy comes and, and it was right before we started mass. And I was like, Michael, um, we're the only three up here. Um, if you just want to just tell him what we're doing real quick. And then if he wants to join us for mass, great. So he winds up joining for joining us for mass. This guy was in seminary for a little bit. So we like, we get talking <laughs> diocese of Wichita. I'm not going to say anything more than that because <laughs> it might give it away. But I was, I, I honestly was dumbfounded why he was climbing a peak on a Sunday. Now I get like weekends are best for lay people to like go in the back country hunting, all those different things. But like, it's still not ideal to miss Sunday mass. Like you should always plan your vacation around Sunday mass. You shouldn't, you should try your best if you're going to go hunting uh, way out in the back country to really make Sunday mass. Bring a priest with you if you can, uh, if that's your only option. But, you know, try, 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 try to make Sunday mass. Yeah. If you can't, if there's like an impossibility, go to your priest and get a dispensation from Sunday mass. Yeah. And if you're, if you're visiting, even in canon law, if you're on the way on the journey, uh, traveling, like there's, there's dispensations definitely available. Um, but that doesn't mean it's like, oh, I'm going to be vacationing. I get to be dispensed from Sunday. So let's just go spend all of our time at Disneyland on Sunday Correct. and yep. Monday. Um, it's, it's like plan well. But yeah, if you're if you're with a big tour group and, and the way they book their flights because you don't have control over them puts you on a weird schedule on Sunday. Like, OK, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But it's like you're booking your flight. Well, maybe book the flight on Saturday. Maybe book Correct. the flight. Um, yeah, I mean, Sunday mass is just so, so important. It's like. I don't know. And, and being a priest, it's like, well, it's easier for, for me in the sense of like, I can just bring my mask kit anywhere and celebrate mass wherever I am. Um, so, but I thought it was cool of just like this former seminarian, uh, we just randomly meet on the top of Wilson peak oh. and we have mass. Did together. he have mass? Did he join you? He did. Join I love us. the providence of that. And then it was very providential. <laughs> and then, uh, Michael was just like, ah, oh, this is awesome. You know, like fulfilling your Sunday mm -hmm. obligation. Cause he was not going to fulfill it. Um, but he didn't really say anything to it. He just kind of smiled and goes, yeah, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> man, crazy well, meeting you guys. That happened to, uh, 
me with Father John probably two years before I started seminary. I was, I was on a trip out uh, with him, and we would, we did Red Cloud. Mm. I think we were doing Mass on Red Cloud, and we get up there, and we're setting up for Mass. And Was this on a Sunday? No, I think it was just a, a probably a Thursday. But the we get up there, and um, Seth Demore, who at the time was still doing One Billion Stories, now he's doing Demore Global Running and um, stuff, but we were doing a video. I was filming with him. We were doing videos basically on the hike and the trip and, and stuff. And we get up there and we're, so we're setting up the camera gear and, and there are other, everybody else setting up the mass. And, and then this other group shows up and, and they're looking they're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, well, we're Catholics. He's a Catholic priest. We're about to do a mass. And they're like, we're, we're Catholic. Can we, can we join you? That's awesome. It was like, <laughs> how many times can that happen? Totally. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rare, especially on a, you know, kind of secular kind of climbing community. Uh, but it happens. And we met this guy. But it, but again, I think my point is more of just like, why on a Sunday were you, were you not going to make mass? Because he was camping another couple days. And we can't all be priests, Father Navajo Sean. Basin. And but he was pretty close. <laughs> he was in seminary. Anyways, I digress. So uh, successful climbs there. Met some really awesome people. Um, and then I was able to go up to Grand lake and then spent some time in summit county and those were just like really really rest days like i did yes. go for a long bike ride on one of those days but i sat out by the grand lake uh my my feet never get sunshine so like my feet are <laughs> sunburned right now uh, i just sat on the dock and just read for like two or three hours and then i did the same thing in summit county at patry's corde oh yes and uh it was just shout out to the ryan family shout out to the ryan family uh um, who were on the podcast if you're listeners you know that's right yeah last june because we had boot camp, yeah. um, but just super restful. And it's like, it's, it's what I needed. I'm just like, I needed to get some energy out of just like go hard, climb hard. Um, climbing was fun. There was still a lot of snow up there. So a lot of it was still kind of this mixed snow climbing, which was fun. Uh, but then like, wow, I'm tired. Like I need to rest and sleep a little bit more, but then read, like, I just feel like work sometimes gets in the way of things that matter most. And like Dick and Jacob just pulled up his phone. It's like your phone gets in the way of you know, those things that like are actually going to, uh, give us life, like recreate me us under the bus. <laughs> I I text, I'm, I'm texting my little brother. He's texting me about the podcast because nice. he, he wanted, <laughs> he wants some information from me. I was like, I'll look it up in a minute. I'm recording a podcast. And he said, Oh, I actually just listened to the Odysseus podcast that uh, a friend suggested to me. My brother does not listen to this podcast because I'm on it. <laughs> like that's the reason. Um, so throwing him under the bus, uh, I also would do the same thing. <laughs> But that's why I picked up my phone. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. My, I'm not even trying to call you out. I think my point is more of just like, right? It's so easy. What, what, it's so easy. what rests us? I, I love reading and just yeah. now that what I've been a priest, reading? like the book I have been reading is the Larry Chap book. So Dr. Larry Chap is coming out for our companions conference. Unfortunately, it's actually not going to be in person. It's going to be over the interwebs, um, Zoom. But Dr. Larry Chap, he has his own podcast. Um, great writer, great author. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he teaches at a seminary, um, if I remember correctly. But anyways, he, he wrote this book that we've been preparing for because he wants to speak a little bit about this. It's called Confession of a Catholic Worker. And it's just been like blowing my mind. Because he spent so time good. with the uh, Catholic workers can, uh, communities that Dorothy Day set up. Correct. So. Yeah, Peter Marin and Dorothy Day. So half the book is on that. The first half uh, is, is a little bit... Um, autobiographical of just talking about his time in seminary in the seventies. So he was a seminarian way back when, and he's just, it's brilliant. He talks about how, uh, at that time he just thought, Oh, as long as I'm 
orthodox and as long as I'm conservative, as long as I'm traditional, then I'm not going to fall into the traps of the kind of leftist ide- ideological idea of um, Vatican II and all these different things. And then uh, he's talking about this and he makes this most brilliant. We should do a podcast on this uh, more in depth. So we're actually, listen, this one, um, I actually was laughing because we, we recorded six weeks ago probably right seven weeks ago and then we got way ahead like father john recorded 57 podcasts in like two hours and (laughs) it's not even mathematically possible but uh we got way ahead and then we haven't recorded any so they were like oh no sean we we gotta do this we missed ours last week so uh if if you're if you're one of the like diehard listeners who knows the schedule and then you're like why are jake and sean (laughs) the father jake deacon sean father This is worse than my, my Easter Lent Advent <laughs> mess up. Uh, no, Gaudete and Laudete. That was another one we did. That was awesome. Uh, I did have De- someone Deacon, tell me recently. Deacon Jake. <laughs> someone told me they actually liked that podcast, though. I like that podcast. That was one of my favorite ones. Uh, Deacon Jake and Father Sean, uh, if you're just like always listening for us, and then you, you got, I think it was uh, Father John and Deacon Jake. I apologize. Uh, but we're here this week. So we're back for you. It's exciting. So, so... Sorry, were you going anywhere? Th- I was going. So, Larry Chap, this is this is really cool. So, his book, I would highly recommend this book for anyone who wants to like love the church with where she is today. Because the two movements are the church are you have your uh, liberal kind of ideal, idealist, if you will, like just um, following an ideological trend or agenda. It's kind of a, a liberal, atheistic, materialistic modernism mm-hmm. with a flavor of Catholicism, right? And then the other extreme of that is what he's calling uh, the the traditionalists, the tradies. And we've harped on this on this podcast before, but this is so profound. He says the only way forward, the only way forward to get through um, to get through this is to go back to the resourcement thinkers, yeah. because the resourcement they say let's return to the sources, the fathers of the church, and they perfectly kind of straddle that line between the progressives and the tradies. They say, we love the church for who she is today. Vatican II is real. It happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was messy, but we can't deny it. And the racehorse mont thinkers, Balthazar, Ratzinger, Gordini, Louis Bouillet, uh, these kind of big minds, even JP, even um, Wojtyla in many ways. Benedict. Uh, Ratzinger, yeah. These oh, yeah. kind of big minds of the 20th century they are the way forward. And so he pairs them with Peter Marin mm-hmm. and Dorothy Day, the Catholic worker of like putting it in real, putting the theology kind of in the concrete and, and uh, make and concretizing it. And by doing so, this is the, what Larry Chaput argued. This is the way forward. So uh, as we finish the book and maybe after conf- or maybe on conference, we should do yeah. a whole podcast like so on this specific we're topic. We're going to be recording the four of us. We'll all be together. The, um, attacking of recreation and rest, you know, the, the companions do a conference every summer. And one of the, I guess, missions, uh, one of the ideals for the companions is continued education, continued formation. It's not like I finished seminary and that's the last book I ever read. Now I'm going to go do priest things yeah, to study together. It's, we're going to actually study. And so one of the things um, together as a community is the summer conference. And we generally invite a speaker out. Um, yeah, it could be across the board, uh, but a speaker to come kind of present conferences for us. And then, a lot of that after the conference, it's, you know, around the fire, around dinner, 
um, in our holy hours, we start to ponder and discuss these things. That's right. And then it, it flows together. And so a community coming together to pray and to think and to study together and then to discuss and to further. And so we're going to be doing podcast, at least one, probably a couple uh, with the four of us um, while we're out there doing really probably discussing the topic. Yeah. So discussing Chap's book, which is um, Confessions of a Catholic Worker. So a, a little bit autobiographical, a la Confessions of St. Augustine, uh, but then also kind of like, where are we and where are we going? Yep. So, so anyways, back to our topic for today. <laughs> um, I'm having a blast. This is one of my favorite ones. I love, I feel so free with you when we do a podcast we just kind of do love whatever it. and I, love, I hope people I, enjoy it i enjoy podcasting um, with you dick and jake <laughs> it's great um, people are like get to the point no but i think this is the point of just like do we ever just waste time with the lord and that was part of like my grace of vacation of just like okay yes i did go hard at the beginning and everyone when they plan vacations like we gotta go on this tour we gotta go yeah. to this place we gotta go see this site we gotta go 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 but do we ever just take time to like waste and not in the sense of like sleep in don't do anything like to your point earlier like on your day off are you so exhausted that all you can do is sleep in and um not get out of bed it's right no like go to a coffee shop go read for two hours like maybe you're in paris traveling the world and it's just like i just want to go to a coffee shop in the middle of paris and just read for two hours that's great like don't feel like you have to hit every museum like you get tired and if you've ever been to like beautiful europe european churches you get exhausted of seeing like uh the beauty of it it's so mm. overwhelming and it takes so long to soak in and and maybe it's just in your city like i andrew olson i mentioned earlier he came in and, and he had a day and I, I had an evening to kind of just kill to mm. waste whatever and so we were we planned to get dinner and we decided to get burgers at irish rover because it was burger night so it was like 50% off a burger. So we're both poor and decided to go get a $5 nice burger. Love it. And so we're, we're going there. And then uh, they're right across the way from a Goodwill. So we're like, hey, you want to go check out the Goodwill before we go in? So we go in the Goodwill. <laughs> we walk around the Goodwill. We walk in the doors. This has nothing to do with the podcast or the topic, but I think it's funny because we walk in the door and there's a group of college students sitting on like a couch. And one of them goes, I've never been to Michigan, but I have been to Lake Michigan. <laughs> so we both laughed about that. Walked around Goodwill, went over, got a burger. And then it was like, what are we doing? We got time. So there's, um, there's like a bar up at uh, one, of the, one of the hotels, I think Hyatt Peaks Bar. It's like on the 26th floor. It's got mm-hmm. a beautiful view of the mountains. So it was like, you know what? Let's, let's go grab a drink. So we went and got to Manhattan and just caught up because we hadn't talked for the year. I mean, we hadn't seen each other for the year. He went to Boston. Mm-hmm. And so we were just catching up over a drink, looking over the mountains. And it was, there was something about just that time wasted, quote unquote, but it was it was encountering him, encountering life, rejoicing, seeing the beauty of you know the city at dusk and and into the night. You got the lights of the city. You've got sunset over the mountains, and it was just it was like we're just we're just being. Yeah. And you know, so it's it's it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be traveling, you know, jet setting. I've talked about this before. I'll probably talk more. But like, I I used to look for my purpose or my identity in travel and and going places and finding adventure that I could come back and tell a story about when I was in Iceland or Ireland or something at a party yep. because that gave me value. And I realized like, that's, that's really not it. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's an element of the people, but also what you're doing and the encounter and, and the, just the being. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's part of the reason why I got off social media about a decade ago now is because it's it's just so tempting to be like, look at this awesome place I'm in, Instagram. It's all image based. Like, certainly you have some text, but it's just like, you know, what is it? A, a picture tells a thousand words or a thousand stories, whatever that line is. Um, right. Picture, so, like, a picture says something. <laughs> so you post these pictures, and like, I would just think for hours, like all right, I need to find, you know, the perfect vantage point, the perfect picture, and then I'll get the most likes and all these different things. And it winds up just creating like this, this tension and there's no freedom in that. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I am not a huge fan of social media in, in general, I would say, but, um, can I go back to, or do you have, do you have something you're going to right now? No, but can I go eventually back? I do want to, can I go back to the mountains you're climbing right now? Sure. So you're down at Sneffels. Mm-hmm. And Wilson Peak or Mount Wilson? So Wilson Peak is what's on the Coors Light can. Yep. So shout out to Pete Coors, <laughs> faithful Catholic, good man. And then Mount Wilson is right next door, mm-hmm. uh, across a ridge, I think. Yep. Uh, down in the um, near Telluride Ure and Correct. the San, San Juans. San Juan Mountains, yep. Uh, beautiful, beautiful part of Colorado. So I have a confession, Father Sean. Uh it's not sacramental. Okay, this good. I was going to say, do we need to start? Sacramental. Pause. Hit the pause. We'll come. <laughs> we'll be back in 10, 15 minutes, everybody. <laughs> no. Um, I went on a trip with, again, with Father John. We were, we were going down to San Juan's. Was this when you guys climbed Wilson Peak? This was the summer before I started seminary, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so this is when you climbed Wilson Peak. I was in Mexico this summer. I was supposed yeah, to be on that trip. Yeah, I know. But I was in Mexico. And Chris Constantine was there. It was Wilson Peak. And we did Sneffels before. Yes. Right. And so uh, Father John, if he ever listens to our episodes, I don't know. Um, he can let us know. Father John, if you listen to this, text me. Um, <laughs> we're up there. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. This is, this is the summer before I'm entering seminary. Everybody knows I've been accepted. You've um, basically fallen in love because everyone falls in love the day before they enter seminary. Dude, I fall in love like every two weeks. That's a whole <laughs> different story, different podcast. Um, but <laughs> we're, we're out. And we hike um, Sneffels. Mm-hmm. And that was our, our first big one. And we'd been camping out in the American Basin. And then we went up and... Uh, Yankee, no, no, Yankee sorry, 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 that was different. Is that Yankee Boy to, to Snuffles? Yep. Yankee Boy Basin. So we ended up doing Snuffles. Gorgeous, beautiful hike. I'm, you know, I'm with, with everybody. We're loving it. We finish Snuffles. We get back down. We drive around, and we go to the Goler Cabin, which I know Father John has mentioned. And we're at the Goler Cabin, and we're hanging out, and Wilson Peak is the hike the next day. And I'm just, I'm staying up too late and I'm looking at the stars and I'm drinking whiskey and I'm like the next morning, the alarm goes off at 4am when we've got to get going. And I'm like, oh no, I don't feel like hiking today. I'm dehydrated. I'm tired. There's no way, no way I should go on this hike. And my very next thought was what will everybody think of me Mm. if I don't go on this hike? Yep. There it is. And I'm looking, I'm like, Father John's not going to respect me. Like, all these friends that I'm with are going to be like, oh, you're so weak. <laughs> you're so lame. So weak. You're going to make a terrible seminarian. <laughs> so that was like my first thought. And then my next thought was, um, that's so dumb. You don't feel like hiking. Don't go. <laughs> yeah. So then I decided, I, I told Father John, I was like, Father John, I've got, I've got a headache. Like, I'm tired. I don't feel like I'd be helpful on the hike 
it'd probably be bad for me and I don't think I'd be able to help the group. Might slow everybody down. Um, I'm just going to stay back. And so I slept, woke up, had breakfast. There were like two or three of us that stayed back. Uh, we read on the patio. We looked. And then this was the, this was the trip where it was like, oh, we, we like watched a storm like come in on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like they had to like bail down the mountain pretty quick because the storm was coming in real quick. And we we're just like, oh, no. Like that was <laughs> um, they got down and everybody was safe. But that was just striking for me, like a moment of I cared more about climbing that mountain because I cared about what people thought of me mm-hmm. than what I felt like. I was able to do and what I really like, kind of desired more at a deeper level to do. So that was good. That was a, that was a transformative moment for me where it moved me from like, I'm doing things to impress people mm-hmm. to I'm doing things because I'm taking delight in them. Yeah. But here's where the confession comes in <laughs> because we talked about how prideful I was at the very beginning of this episode, <laughs> bringing my long drive championship. Yeah. Um, no, I can be very prideful admittedly. Right. And so people do the 54 peaks. And this is the confession. People do the 54 peaks. And so after kind of this experience of like liberation of like, I don't have to do everything. Mm -hmm. I don't have to accomplish all the, all the tasks and all the things. Right. Well then I'm looking at these people doing the 54 peaks like you and father John who love it. Like this is, this brings you so much life, so much vigor. Like you guys come back from these and you're, you're alive. Mm -hmm. So I affirm it. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But I was just like, oh, 54, that's just an arbitrary number, da-da-da-da-da. And so in my prideful, self-satisfying, like, stupidity, I'm like, you know what, Father Sean? I could hike 53 mountains, 53 <laughs> 14ers, and I could sit there, and I'm, you, know, you know which one I'm going to leave? I bet you could guess. I'm going to leave Bierstadt. The easiest 14, the easiest of all, Mount Bierstadt. I'm going to leave that one because that one is like a little nice soft dirt trail all to the top. The easiest one you can do, not a far drive from Denver. And I'm just going to do 53 so that when everybody's like, hey, how many 14ers have you done? I'm like, I did 53. Like, oh, you're going to finish? I'm like, absolutely not because that's a stupid arbitrary number. (laughs) And like, oh, which one have you done? Is like Capital Peak, like one of the super dangerous? Like, oh, no, I did that one. I just left Bierstadt. (laughs) Because I'm so prideful. I'm so prideful that I want to be, it's like, that's more prideful like, than somebody who's just like, I'm going to do all the 54 to brag about it. And I'm just like, so that's my confession. That's my confession. I don't know where that's going, but it's like, I, you can make. <laughs> that's your confession. I love it. You can make like these things mm-hmm. or a statement about these things yeah. consuming in your life and they don't become restful. And when you accomplish whatever that task is, it just like crushes you. But if it is restful, if it is, if it is beautiful, like you and Father John, you go to the mountains, you come back, you're recollected. You're ready to re-engage. Right. And it's, it's so different than me who's like, I'm going to make a statement. Yeah. No, and I think it's the, it's, it's the right question again of like recreation, rest, recreation is to recreate ultimately. Like what's, what's going to recreate you so that you can go back and attack your work week, attack your week, you know, but, but we always have to have that in mind because even our weekend, Saturday, Sunday, like, do you use it to, um, do you use it well? And, and again, it's easy. Like if you've been, uh, pulling all nighters throughout the week, if you've been doing like burning the candle at both ends, if you've been working really hard, the weekend's actually going to be exhausting for you because then you're going to be yeah. sleeping 10 hours a day, uh, those two nights. And then you're going to be like, why do I even work anymore? Mm-hmm. This is exhausting. This is so uh, painful, but 
if you have an ordered life throughout the week, then the, the weekend becomes fun and then it actually rests. It will recreate you for the week again. Yeah. And vacation is the same way. So maybe to kind of, what, are, what how many minutes are we at? Should we keep? Like 45. <laughs> should we keep, should we keep beating around the bush or should we get to some? You go. I think this has been good. I think this, no, this has been good, this but I want to get to. It has been. I want to get to a little bit more substance here, which would just be uh, maybe the image I'll use is, because uh, this is, well, I'll use two images real quick. One would just be the gospel for this past Sunday, which is why it's been on my mind because uh, I was preaching. So I, I, I left for vacation. I did a Friday to Friday vacation. And then I came back and then I had to preach, uh, which was great. The gospel uh, was the end of Matthew 11, right? So uh, come to me, all you who are uh, weary, burdened, feel laden, uh, and I will give you rest. Uh, my yoke is easy, my burden light. And the... Greek says, I will give you rest for your souls. And so this is what I played off in my homily of like, Jesus wants to give you rest, not just bodily rest, but rest for your soul, your, your, um, suche, as the Greek says, your soul. It's not just because the, uh, the NAB, the mass translation is, um, I will give you rest for yourself, which is good and beautiful. Uh, but I think the deeper translation is it's not just a physical bodily rest. It's a rest uh, for your soul and what's going to give your soul rest. And what's so fascinating about this, what's so fascinating about this, Matthew chapter 11, next week we hear from Matthew chapter 13. Why do we don't hear from Matthew chapter 12 in the lectionary? <laughs> I don't know. We should write to the USCCB or the Vatican and say, give us Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, the first two kind of sections especially are about the Sabbath laws. And right, we we're supposed to read the scripture as if there's no verses and numbering that came at a later date. So an early Christian reading this would have read, and I will give you rest for your souls. And then they would have said, and they would have kept reading and, and it would have said, here are the Sabbath laws. Hmm. Can I untie my ox on the Sabbath? Jesus is showing the connection between rest and Sabbath, Sabbath rest. So that's, that's one image. Uh, before getting into that, the first image would be, or the second image, but anachronistically now applied to it, if I can say that. Um, w- when I was going on vacation, this is what I was thinking about. Like, I was so excited to go to vacation that I was just rushing to get there. I'm not like in a good place if I'm just like rushing to get down to, uh, and it is a little bit of a drive, but uh, it's Friday right before um, 4th of July weekend. So like everyone, everyone and their mother is driving on 285, two lane highway, going out to wherever and it's just like so much traffic i'm like where are all these people coming from and of course you get stuck behind one slow car and then there's like 30 cars on a two-lane highway and then temptation is like to leapfrog all of them so it's like you're playing chicken (laughs) going in and out of the lanes of like all right how many cars can i pass this time oh two cars okay oh i can pass eight cars this time uh i don't do that but uh but you thought I could have. I, I yeah, you think it, and also you see one idiot doing it, you know, and uh, it really feels like a game of chicken of just like who's going to do it. And it's just like the cars that should pass should pass, you know, like the part, the cars that are right behind the slow moving car should pass. Um, but my point with all that is like, why do we rush? Like, why are we in a hurry all the time? Why do we always have to feel like, especially if you're going on vacation, like it should be a restful time from the moment you close your inbox, close your computer, get in the car and go, you shouldn't be rushing to get to your destination. And I think there's a temptation to think like, 
I have to rush to get there and then I'll rest. I'll have more time to rest. If I save 15 minutes of my drive, then I have 15 minutes more to rest. That's 15 minutes. Like <laughs> that's not going to do much for you. Um, rest, you know, like every time I hit the snooze button, I learned that lesson hard. <laughs> 15 minutes is not going to do much for you. And it's more like eight on your, you know, alarm clock or whatever. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like we get in such a habit of like, I need vacation and I need to rush to get there. But that actually takes us out of the vacation spirit. Yeah. Um, so the image with that is just like, we're rushing, we're in a hurry all the time. And vacation is meant to give you rest. And then as Jesus says, come to me so that you can find rest for yourselves. The ultimate vacation that you need, true leisure, as Joseph Pieper would say, and leisure basis of culture, uh, leisure is meant to be connected with contemplation of God. Yeah. Which brings us back to kind of the, I guess, seem tangential topic of like your Sunday, your Sunday um, this is not tangential. I wanted to end here, actually. Oh, well, we're, we're coming back to... You're a mastermind. <laughs> you have brought me back where you wanted me to be. Uh, <laughs> to, to Sunday. Like, if, if this is our rest, well, then our Sunday, even our vacation, is a rest. And to that point, like, our Sunday then becomes a rest every week. Mm-hmm. And that's hard, especially... I, I look at, you know, my friends who have kids under the age of five. And they're trying to get to Sunday Mass. And it's like, Sunday Mass doesn't feel restful for me, for them. Because they're like, I'm getting everybody up and we're getting in the car and we're in the car seats and they're throwing a fit. Mm -hmm. And I've got the Cheerios for him and the the Lucky Charms for the other kid because that's what he wants. And and the coloring book for the my, my daughter and (laughs) we're just trying to like Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's it's not it's not easy. I I think of um Dr. Sonorite, you know, at one point (laughs) he's saying like I haven't had a day off since I've I've been a mother. <laughs> and like, God bless you. Day like, off? Like, like, <laughs> day off? I haven't had a day off since I've been a mother. And she listens. So they listen. So they yeah. know. And we, we say this with great love because actually, Dr. Sonner, right? Like your, your witness to us mm. is a great gift because our day off principally isn't for us in a selfish way, right? A day off. Like what is a day off? And if we're doing a, a quote day off, we're actually failing, mm-hmm. but you can rest. You can rest with your family. You can vacation with your family and your family of priests, your family as a, a husband, as a wife, as a parent, as a sibling, um, because you, you don't get to turn off the fount, uh, the font of like responsibility mm-hmm. in your life. Like it, 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 and if you think that, then you're probably not doing something right. But there is a, a rhythm and, and a rest. So, in that rest, if we find that Sunday, if we find that on our vacations, like why, why are we rushing into things? You know, we've talked about, I think we mentioned the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry book a couple of times. We were talking about it on our drive back over here. Um, one of the, the aspects for me that I try to do is just drive in the slow lane. Mm. I just drive in the slow lane and then I'll be on I-70 trying to get to Lord's Day or something after mass. And I'm just like trying to zip around somebody and I'm like, wait a minute, you're fine. Just mm-hmm. driving the slow lane again, you know? Um, yeah, one of the images that John Mark Comer uses in this book, and this is why I quoted my homily this weekend, is uh, he, he talks about how his wife just bought a Vespa, a um, moped. Yeah. And he goes, uh, my, my, her Vespa, her Vespa had uh, something on it. <laughs> You're going to be Vespa? Is it Vespa or Vespa? Vespa. Vespa. Well, I said that wrong in <laughs> all three of my homilies this weekend. The Vespa, the moped, um, 
has something on it called a, a governor on the engine. It's a little cap on the engine called a governor. Yep. If you want to, like, if you want to know how to get rid of that, give me a private email. <laughs> I, I decreased the governor on some golf carts at the golf course. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, so he goes like, she has a governor on it. He goes, what is a governor? I didn't know what it is. It turns out it's a cap on the engine that yep. prevents you from going over a certain speed. So he goes in Oregon law, 50 miles per hour is the capstone for more mopeds. If you go more than 50, then it now is considered a motorcycle, which means you have to have a motorcycle license. So if you just want a moped and not have a motorcycle's license and go through all that, you know, fun driver school or whatever it's called uh, to get a motorcycle license, uh, then you have a governor to prevent you from going over yeah. 50. He goes, I love this. This is an analogy. He says, the Sabbath is like a governor for the <laughs> speed of life. Yeah. It makes you slow down and even come to a halt. It prevents you from spinning out of control. So maybe two practical points to end with um, from my point of view, and then I'll let you speak on some practicalities here, Deacon Jacob. Uh, two practical points would be one, you need a Sabbath in your life. Every Sunday, make it a Sabbath. Don't work. Um, try not to shop. Try not to go to the grocery store as much. Uh, turn off technology. At least if, if technology is isolating you, turn it off. If it's like a family movie, a family podcast, Catholic stuff you should know, do it together. Like don't do technology that isolates you on Sunday. Uh, it's a governor that helps you kind of regulate your speed of life. And then second practical point is um, make that your whole vacation. Vacation, literally vacate. You're not vacating from something. And we had a seminary and a in, uh, priest in seminary, Houston, always say, never take a vacation from your vocation. Mm -hmm. And that's the temptation is just be like, I'm on vacation. I'm escaping. I'm running away. No, no, no. That's not what vacation is. Vacation is meant to be to enter into a deeper sense of that Sabbath rest, leisure, rest with the Lord so that you can go back out and say, I can attack what I need to attack again. I can, I can, I'm recreated. I'm refreshed. Um, take a Sabbath rest each week and vacation well. Those are the two practical points. Yeah. Well, I'm eminently impractical. So <laughs> this is, I've got nothing for you. No worries. Do you have any tips of like <laughs> maybe one thing that helped you on vacation that you'd like to share with people? Um, I just think, yeah, I, well, vacations are different because sometimes I love to bounce from thing to thing and see as much as I can in a place when I'm in a new place. But other times I love to just sit and rest. And it's so like we were on our, um, our pilgrimage last October. Mm -hmm. And one of the days we, we had kind of the, the place we were staying had a beautiful look, look out kind of dock over the um, Finger Lakes in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, guys, a lot of the guys were like, hey, we want to go do something today. And that's awesome. Like you guys, a bunch of guys went to the orchard and like had a wonderful time walking through the orchard, getting, you know, different apple cider and trying a bunch of different like apple pastries. That's where I made that infamous bet with nipple. <laughs> <laughs> so like that was awesome for you. But me and, and father CJ Mast were like, I, we, were, we were talking about what do you want to do tomorrow? And, and I just, or maybe he did. I can't remember who I'm going to claim it. Cause I'm prideful as we've definitely established in this podcast. Uh, I <laughs> said, hey, Father CJ, like, if you had these choices, sit on a dock over a beautiful lake or go to a beautiful apple orchard, which would you choose tomorrow? Mm. 
And he was like, oh, I stayed at the lake. I was like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and so we just stayed at the lake. And it was awesome. We just, we, we had a slower morning. We had some coffee. We looked at the lake. We did our holy hour, kind of just like with the sunrise over the, over the lake. And yeah. it, was, it was totally different. Both of those were restful. Yeah. But it was also kind of just this awareness of like, am I doing this to be with the crowd? Mm. Or am I doing this because this is going to bring joy and rest? And, and so um, kind of being honest with ourselves, like, am I, am I following a trend? Am I following a TikTok trend? Am I, am I going to Iceland because it's really cool to go to now? Mm-hmm. Like, or am I, do I, do I really care? Um, so I, I, we, we need to kind of be honest with ourselves and pause. But also I think finding rest in our day um, doesn't mean being lazy, but it means kind of like I can, I can slow down and be where I am. I don't have to be at the next place because everybody feels it. And like, I've done it to other people. People have done it to me. But when you're having that conversation with somebody and you can tell that they're already onto the next thing, right? They're not paying attention to you. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Here's my response. Right, right, let me go. Mm-hmm. As opposed to that person who you encounter, who's present to you in that moment. That's a person who's resting. They're resting with you. They're resting in you. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, a totally different lifestyle, different perspective. Yep. And, and so I think a lot of families, um, and, and, and it's this, this weird mentality of, of I need to be able to do everything, mm-hmm. right? I, I need to have all things at all times. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. We're limited, finite by our very material existence. Like I can't be everywhere and I can't be doing everything. And so we have to make choices. And what, what are the choices we make? Mm-hmm. Um, and generally I find more joy in choosing to be where I am yeah. and like I'm excited we're, we're going off to World Youth Day in a couple of weeks uh, and I'm excited about that I'm excited to be going and, and being with the, the youth the, the high schoolers the college kids the young, young people the families the, the, the parents I'm excited for World Youth Day and there's an adventure of an unknown coming mm-hmm. but it's like in a certain sense, that's not going to be a real restful time because <laughs> I'm also like, well, I got to worry about this, but that, but it can be, yep. it can be restful if I go with the yoke of Christ, because mm-hmm. then it's like, God, you've invited us into this. Yeah. I don't have to control this. I don't have to force everything. And so there's a bit of a paradigm shift in there that I'm, again, like I said, not very practical. So that was roundabout, but <laughs> yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I think that's good. And I think that's spot on. Um, it's hard to find rest, but you need it. It's worth finding it. So encouragements to find it. It doesn't, it's important to strive to find it every day. Uh, rest in the Lord, you know, prayer, etc. cetera. Uh, if you can't find it every day, you need to find it once a week, especially on a Sabbath. So yeah. encouragements to find that Sabbath, find that Sabbath rest. Um, if anyone's feeling burdened, heavy laden, you know, et cetera, go find rest for your, for your soul. God wants to give you rest for your soul. So encouragements, take a good vacation, take a healthy vacation. Uh, if you can't take a full vacation, take a half day, take a day of recollection, take a day, vacation, 2023, uh, staycation, take a, um, right. Pilgrimage, you know, take, I, I often encourage people in, in confession of like, if you're overwhelmed, if you're exhausted, drive up to mother Cabrini shrine. It's a local shrine we have here. Drive up for two, three hours. Go pray. Maybe your husband or your wife can watch the kids for that time. Like, 
go take a half day and just be with the Lord. Reset, refresh, surrender, and then attack again. I want to shout out to uh, Archdiocese of Denver retreat locations for the Eucharistic Revival Year. Great. And if you're not listening in Denver, if you're not a Denver listener, if you're somewhere else, see what your diocese is doing for the Eucharistic Revival. Because in Denver, we've got uh, seven or eight locations mm-hmm. that are pilgrimage sites yep. and they're by the name of the parish where they're consecrated whatever it might be they're related to the body and blood of jesus christ in the eucharist and they've got a different theme at each one and so there's a invitation to pilgrim to be a pilgrim to these sites and they're like anywhere from 20 minutes to two hours from where we are in the diocese mm-hmm. and and so even within you can take a day to, to go with your family, to go by yourself, to, to go to a mass at one of these places and then pray because God's inviting you in this moment to encounter him in a new way on pilgrimage or in this revival, whatever may be in your diocese. Like God, God is ready. Do we have faith that God will bless us in this? Or is this just another thing that USCCB is doing? We're like, oh, great, let's do a thing. Uh, or do we actually believe that like God is opening this font of grace in a particular way? And it's like the font's there, mm-hmm. but you got to walk up to it and turn the spigot. Right. And, and so are you going to take the time to go open that spigot and, and receive the grace that God's offering? Or just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here, you know? So for Denver, for people in Denver, you know, look, look these up, find the, find the pilgrimage passport and, and find these sites and just, can you take can you take a Sunday? Can you take a Saturday? Can you do the two hour drive to Yuma? Um, can you go to the cathedral? Can you go to most precious blood parish? Can you go sit with the Lord at one mm-hmm. of these sites that Archbishop has said is a pilgrimage site for the Eucharistic revival and say, Lord, I trust that you're gonna fill me in this mm-hmm. because the church is ready and willing and always giving us and and it's that's that's I'm talking the church not not the people, not the structures, mm-hmm. the church herself, the body of Christ uh, is, is disposing graces to us at all times. And we can rest in that. Come to me, come to me, you who are overladen, and I will give you rest. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks, Deacon Jake. Thanks, Father Sean. Uh, I don't know what to title this podcast yet, but we can talk about that afterwards. Jacob's super prideful, and Father Sean is ready to rest. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's good to be with you. It's good to catch up again. Um, Catholic stuff podcast at gmail.com. Please email us with any questions. Um, you got any, uh, you got any shout outs? Oh, I'm getting there. I I did jump. I, I, I reversed these. (laughs) I have one shout out. Do you want to go first? No, you go first. No, you go first. Okay. I want to shout out Jim Caviezel because I want him to reach out to us. That'd be awesome. I'd love to talk to Jim Caviezel. Uh, now I want to shout out Jim Caviezel and the, the movie Sound of Freedom, mm. uh, which I went and saw with Father Trevolantine on July 4th. It is a film uh, about Tim Ballard, who started this group, Operation Underground Railroad, who worked to um, free uh, human traf- uh, people who have been human trafficked, so human slaves mm-hmm. uh, in, in this area, uh, particularly in kind of sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And so this film... Um, is kind of a it's based on the true story but is um, you know a little bit tying about three different stories together uh, from Tim and Jim Caviezel plays him it just came out it's a difficult movie it's hard it's hard to watch um, at times but it's hopeful it's hopeful that 
you know, we can overcome evil. There is evil in the world, but we can overcome it uh, by by living in the light and living virtuously and fighting for for goodness, fighting for the light. So shout them out uh, if Jim Caviezel happens to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Um, great. I love that you're listening. Or maybe someone Jim. who has a personal relationship. If someone who knows Jim Caviezel, um, Dr. Morrow, my baseball coach from college, I know he knew him from a couple things, or Steve McAviti, <laughs> the director of uh, Mel Gibson's films. Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson, if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> uh, please give us an email. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to chat with you. There you <laughs> but, go. No, I love what you're doing. Uh, I think the film is great. So shout out to that. Uh, shout out to... Um, I shout my new niece, Mary Frances. So. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'd like to give a shout out to a family I met in Telluride um, when I was down there. And uh, they're faithful parishioners. They have a really beautiful story. They moved to Telluride because they felt called by the Lord to essentially be missionaries and go to a town that didn't have great community, doesn't have good um, kind of Christianity. And they said, we want to bring the Catholic faith deeper here. And they're just rock solid. So Gary and Katrina... Ah Miller are their names. Their oldest son, Gregory, 18, he's going to seminary for the Diocese of Pueblo next year. Uh, just a really good man. I really enjoyed chatting with him, um, as well as um, his siblings, um, Grace and Elijah, I believe are their names. So shout out to them. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Stay close to the Lord. It's hard being missionaries. It's hard kind of pursuing the faith in the midst of a secular world, and especially with little or little to no community. But um, be strong. It's a, it's a good mission. So they do listen to the podcast, Katrina said. So um, thank you. We mentioned a lot of people in this podcast. We did. So I if, did. If you know, I did too. If you know any of these people, feel free to text them. Let them know. <laughs> uh, tell them to listen. Um, and uh, yeah. Spread the word. CatholicStepPodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry for the long Smash podcast. that like and subscribe button. <laughs> Ring the bell as they say now. <laughs> Uh, watch the Tour de France. Go uh, Jonas Vinga go. I'm rooting for him. And we'll see the results in a few weeks. Peace and blessings. Okay, bye everyone. <laughs>